And welcome to Big Life Conversation. You are with Nicole and Barbara. It is 10 past four o'clock. You're on Big Life Conversation 94.1 FM. Welcome to your drive time radio. Uh, we have got a fun pack show for you today. We have two wonderful guests for you coming up. And as always, our wonderful news, views and tunes to keep you focused and uh, enjoying your Monday evening. Hopefully you've had a good weekend. How are you today, Barbara? Um, well, thank you, Nicole. And how are you? How, do you know what to wear with this weather? This uh, no, no. Weather. Did you say summer? I yes. think we had one day of summer. Or was it two? On the the last weekend? And yes. this weekend. Yes. yes. So two yes. days of summer. Two or three. <laughs> we can Not Tick those off. No, um, I'm grateful for whatever we can get at the moment. But um, uh, just on the weather, it is uh, low of 10 today from the Bureau of Meteorology, uh, high of 16 and currently 14 degrees here in Box Hill where the studio is and we have experienced some nice springy, wintry <laughs> rain just now. So, um, you know, if you thought it was getting a little bit dry again, well, think again. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's certainly not dull in, in Melbourne weather-wise and, and certainly not in other ways. I was so jealous of some of those people, Nicole, and you were lucky enough to know something. who got on to see Billy Joel on Saturday night yes. at the MCG. I saw the wonderful crowds getting on the tram Ooh. as I was departing from my club soiree or oh, Christmas yes. event where we had high tea at <laughs> Om Nom and I think it was called Om Nom because it's Om Nom Nom Nom. <laughs> Fair enough. It was Is it very nice. Um, yes, I had a pescatarian version oh, which okay. apparently was an extra $10 unbeknownst mm, to myself. What gets up okay. my nose is mm-hmm. hidden fees. Uh, yeah, with fixed price meals. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yes, it was um, a beautiful afternoon. And, yes, everyone was heading off afterwards to the Billy Goodness Joel me. concert. So there was quite a few people uh, going down there. And I've heard by all accounts it was quite an amazing It was a cracker. It was a one night only. One. Now, this man, whom I've been a fan of for years, um, doesn't need to – doesn't need the money, shall we say. Uh, he's been very successful, successful. And I did see him many years ago, as I was telling you off air, um, at the old festival hall. It was very early days. And um, anyway, and uh, they'd sprung a leak of the weather was a bit wild and woolly. And um, he was very gracious, but I think he made the point. He held up a glass as uh, water came pouring through on um, from the stage, from the ceiling. Held up a glass of water and said, well, well, good evening and welcome to the Melbourne Tram Depot. <laughs> and, um, I didn't so, even know it rained, but there you yes, go. Yes, apparently did that, that night many years ago. Anyway, he's got on to be oh, yes. That was a long time ago. Yes, okay. In the early days of his career. As a, as a, you know, but he's a brilliant singer-songwriter and, um, yeah, as I say, and he's a tourist too. I just thought I'd throw that oh, into the mix. Oh, so there you go. There you go. We know a lot of lovely tourists, well, some, don't we? Some Torans who are, who are quite talented. I wish I was uh, yes, nearly as uh, gifted as he was. But uh, anyway, apparently it was a wonderful, wonderful concert. And I've, I've got I've got in a Billy Joel CD. Yes, today. we will have a, a tune from him in just a moment. Uh, before we go ahead, I did want to acknowledge Tiny Tim plays the hits, which he was doing um, from three o'clock till uh, four o'clock today, and uh, some good tunes. To to get us warmed up mm, for our show today. So much. thanks, um, Tim, for that. Uh, yes, so we have a big show lined up. And um, first off the cards is uh, related to the show, Slava's Snow Show, coming up at the Arts Centre, Barbara. Tell us yes. a little bit more. Well, it's opening on the 29th of December. And this is a, a classic um, 
show that excuse me, has been around for quite some years. It's been to Australia before. I have seen it some time ago. I think the last time I've seen it was at the Comedy Theatre. And it's very charming. Um, I think it's originally Russian-inspired. Slava himself, I think, um, is uh, um, a very uh, talented uh, performer, clown and so on. And he's put this show together um, every year. I think he takes it around the world. And it features um, a lot of clowning, uh, performing, music, optical illusions. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's really quite charming, quite magical. And it's one of those shows, literally, you can take anyone of any age along to it. And Sounds they would wonderful. find it quite captivating. And we were very lucky because we're speaking at 4.30 to one of the people involved with the show. And um, this is um, Ira, I hope I've got his name correct, pronounced correctly. We'll check with him. Ira Seidenstein. And uh, he's been involved with the show for a long, long time. Um, and also uh, does a lot of creative mentorships and uh, has his own special method of performing. And so anyway, we'll, uh, we'll chat to him about that. So um, I'm sure he's got lots of interesting stories to tell. And then after that. I know, friend <laughs> of the show and someone we love to have in on a regular basis. And we haven't seen her for some time no, on we the haven't show. we have in the studio, no. No, we have Ms Ida Chong joining us. And uh, she's probably got lots of goodies. She's got lots of goodies us. to talk about. And all, you know, Christmas Travel preparations, food, Christmas. some interesting movies she's seen, books she's read and so on. So on. She's always got some entertaining uh, stuff for us. So looking forward to She's a point of knowledge her. and uh, she has, as I said, all the little tidbits for us. And often we get uh, to talk to her about some of the Chinese astrology. Yes, which might be holding off till next year. It is the year of the rabbit next year. Ah. So uh, we, we have maybe a rabbit she, in we our can house. Early, <laughs> early, yeah. early in the new year for that. But, um, yeah, so uh, it's supposed to be a bit, li- bit less turbulent than the year of the tiger. And some of us would say, thank goodness for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah hmm. a bit of a challenging one, hasn't it It has been, been for a lot of people. Well. That's true. And um, we must remember to do, uh, send our cheers to... Um, our uh, beloved co-host, Jacinta, Jacinta and family. We miss you. Yes, we do. And we but we might have a bit of a surprise next week for the Maybe. listeners. Yes. yes. Anyway, but uh, enough of that for the moment. But we'll, uh, we shall keep you posted. Uh, can I mention some birthdays, Nicole? You please? may, indeed. Birthdays, please. Thank you. Uh, well, along the musical greats, um, we have Frank Sinatra uh, and Dion Warwick and uh, oh. also um, Keith Richards, uh, who's still very much with us. And so is Dion. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. She's from, great. Yeah, from the Rolling Stones. Uh, also, we'd like to send birthday cheers to my friend Rose's son, Max. He's having a birthday tomorrow. And uh, to my friend um, Cheryl, her, her should we say, her step-grandson, Bevan, is having a birthday at the weekend. And then Louise, my friend Dennis's wife, um, and Kerry, another friend. So to all you Sagittarians out there. We know how you enjoy a celebration, so have fun and There's have a great a few day. Saggy birthdays, isn't there? <laughs> there You've are. got a few around you. I have. I have to say, I don't know too many, but my grandfather was born on the twenty third of December. Ooh. Now I'm not sure. He's a bit of a castle of a Capricorn Sag. So. Yes, mm. I'm it's an interesting sure mixture too. Actually, he's a very different personality. <laughs> I'm sure he was a quite a. Was he a complex man? Your grandfather? Um, possibly, but very humorous mm. and very oh, yes. um, knowledgeable and it's very probably, kind. Probably a good mix, actually, because you've got the Sagittarian. If you're looking at personality types, the Sagittarian, yes, they, they they're full of fun, um, and you always know where you stand with them. Um, sometimes maybe not the most responsible side of the zodiac, oh. but Capricorn's quite the reverse, extremely responsible. Oh, there you yes. go. So I think he was so a little so bit a more balance. that. Yes, yes, a little bit more that on that <laughs> side as well. 
Uh, very good. Well, lots to um, tell you about and uh, we have a few Christmas tunes to weave in there. We, we won't bore you too much, but we do have a few Christmas tunes in there as well. Mm. Um, before we do that, I have a little Christmassy item from the shovel. Yes, please. Uh, which I will talk through and then we might check in with Billy Joel. Yes, um, and this one's titled Eight-Year-Old Thinking It Might Be Time to Tell Parents That Santa Isn't Real. <laughs> uh, third grader Tess McDermott is coming to terms with the fact that this might have to be the year to break it to mum and dad that Santa Claus is a fictional character. The Melbourne girl said that she had been putting off the chats for years given how important Santa seems to them. They talk <laughs> about him constantly. They say things like, I wonder what Santa is going to bring this year and do you think Santa is getting his sleigh ready tonight. They seem totally convinced he's real. So it's going to be a hard conversation to have for sure, McDermott said. She said seeing the joy of her parents' faces as they ask her to help them put out the milk and the cookies and write a note for Santa each year was adorable, but believe they were now old enough to learn the truth. Being 44 and still believing that a man in a red suit travels around the world in a sleigh pulled by reindeers and then slides down the chimney to deliver presents in a is a bit much. I should have told them earlier, but then most of our friends still seem to believe him too. Boom, boom. Um, from the shovel. So um, yes. I don't know what she's talking about. Well, I don't know either. No. I'm baffled I, by that, actually. I think, yes. I don't know where she's getting her misinformation <laughs> exactly. from. Probably from um, Twitter. Bit of, bit of a satire <laughs> from the shovel there. Yes, probably from Twitter. <laughs> Uh, Very good. You're on Big Life Conversation. It is 20 minutes past four o'clock and you're with Barbara and Nicole. Um, And we're going to have a little tune from the wonderful um, Billy Joel. I used to say Jelly Bowl, but uh, there you go, Billy Joel. I did warn you we were playing a few Christmas carols and that was... That was a beautiful one, one of my favourites and also one of the favourites of the what, the brilliant performer, Rhonda Birchmore, from her new CD, Rhonda Birchmore and the Jack Earl Big Band. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. And uh, I have to say, I was lucky enough to see Rhonda and the Jack Earl Big Band in concert last night at the Hawthorne Arts oh, Centre, Nicole. wow. So lucky. That was a great show. And um, Jack Earl, uh, as I say, we, we had Rhonda on the show a couple of weeks ago. And what a delight she is and was. And she's she's incredible. She, she's heading off to Nowra uh, for a few days with um, performing with Rob Mills before she heads wow. over to Adelaide to open uh, in Hairspray on New Year's Eve. So she doesn't stop. And uh, no wonder she keeps so fit and uh, lean and lithe and supple. But uh, yeah, it was a lovely concert last night. And Jack Earl, clever young fellow that he is, and a brilliant band leader and a wonderful band, he was the support act for Billy Joel at the MCG on Saturday night. So he's been a busy lad as well. So um, amazing. Anyway, but you can get the hold of that CD, as um, Rhonda did mention to us. It's uh, a red hot swinging, Chris- swinging Christmas. Um, just go to uh, that uh, Rhonda Birchmore website um, and check that out. And the ABC. Um, it's been uh, put together by the ABC as well. And she so, said she would sign it for you yes, for free. Yes, that's right. So that's a, that's a nice Christmas stocking stuffer, as it they is. say. It is. Um, and there's some wonderful tracks on it, including um, We Need a Little Christmas, Cool Yule. Some, of course, a lot of this she, she was performing last night. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Let's snow, let's snow, let's snow. The Man with the Bag, The Christmas Blues, The Christmas Song. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. I'll be home for Christmas. Merry Christmas, baby. And what are you doing, New Year's Eve? So 12 great tracks. So, yeah, that's uh, a delightful uh, first Christmas album from Rhonda. 
It is indeed, and she um, certainly is a very talented lady and a very busy lady, as we heard yes, uh, the other is. week when we interviewed her. Exactly. So um, that was a wonderful one. But coming up very soon, it is 4.30, you're on Big Life Conversation with Nicole and Barbara. We have our first guest. We have Ira Seidenstein, who's going to be joining us to talk about Slava's Snow Show coming up at the Melbourne Arts Centre Melbourne. Uh, so we might have another little tune and a message from a sponsor before we um, go to our first interview. So looking forward to that one. Stay tuned with us uh, as we do so. Back in a minute. That was Come Fly With Me, Frank Sinatra and Louis uh, Miguel. Miguel, yes. I haven't heard that version before. No, I like that uh, choice of yours, Nicole, because, of course, um, it's very difficult to go flying these days if, unless you are quite comfortably off. The airfares have gone through the roof, so to speak. That's right. <laughs> and um, now it is time for our first guest. So welcome to the show. We have Ira Seidenstein, who is with us, joining us to talk about Slava's snow show. Thank you for uh, spending some some time with us. My pleasure. Thank you. Slava, it's Barbara here. And I just have to say, um, this show, Slava Snow Show, is, is really a classic, isn't it? It's been around for a few years now. I think, is it 1993 that it, that it would have first yes. been created? Yes. Yes. And it, it went through some evolutions and now it, it's settled and um, this particular version has been going for a long time. Well, I think I last saw it and it's created originally by Slava um, Polunin. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. Now, is Slava Russian? Yes, he's yes. born in Russia. Born and in Russia. then the, the company is a composite of people from uh, a variety of countries. And, and I was going to... Sorry, go uh, on. Yes, including... Sorry. He actually has lived um, outside of Paris for at least 20 years, I oh, believe. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, because um, the Russians, uh, as you know, I don't know whether everyone else knows, they've got a great history of um, circus. I remember as a child, the Moscow Circus, and uh, my my dear departed grandmother taking um, my brother and myself um, when we were on holidays in um, Brisbane, Queensland, many years ago to see it. And those are the days um, when I think Oleg Popov, the, the famous yep. clown, was, uh, yep. was uh, entertaining everybody. And, of course, those are the days when you're allowed to actually have animals in the circus and they were pretty yeah. magnificent creatures too. It must be some of those tigers. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was extraordinary in those days. And what about your own uh, involvement with the show and, and your own background? You've, you have been clowning around, shall I say, for quite some time, is that right? <laughs> yeah, old in the tooth. Uh, <laughs> uh, what my, my main background is, is theatre, but I was also an acrobat and juggler, and I did a little bit in circus. I was in Cirque du Soleil. Oh, wow. Sometimes small circuses. But mostly what I did was uh, theatre, and a lot of it I created my own works, but I was also in... Uh, Bell Shakespeare as a classical actor and clown as well. Fantastic! And, You're and very versatile, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so I've done I've done a variety of things around performing, mostly in theatre, mm-hmm. but all different kinds of genre, and and also with a specialty of clown and a specialty with Shakespeare and some other things. And this particular show, Slava Snosha, you said that it's gone through a number of changes, um, but I, my memories of it were that um, it, it was really, it's so enchanting and magical, and it's, it's almost hard to describe because it's such a visual sort of concept. But can you, can yeah. you tell us a little bit about, um, without giving too many uh, secrets away, I guess, what people might expect to see uh, when, when they uh, see Slava Snosha? First Snow of show? all, it's such an evocative experience to see the show in the theatre because it's 
it's created in a kinetic and visceral way. Mm. Um, and you, you know that for yourself, so I won't give away a lot of the surprises. No. They keep happening throughout the show. Yes. And it's a very beautiful show, and it's, um, it's lyrical, but in a, in a very powerful way. It's very funny. It and is. then the next thing you know, there's a very moving moment, and the next thing you know, there's another hilarious moment. Yes. And and it's a real mystery, and I think that's what the show is about. It's about the mystery of life, if you will. Exactly. And, uh, and it goes on a real journey. And I, I must say also, I'm actually a fan of the show. So I saw the show first time in 1999 oh, in Montreal. Right. And I saw it a number of times in different countries. And then even now, if I wasn't in it, I'd go see it because it's it's just it's like a theater ritual. But again, I don't want to talk about it in too too many arty arty ways because <laughs> it's actually a, 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 just a wonderful experience. It is, and um, literally something that all age groups um, and all nationalities and all genders can uh, can find something that uh, that will really. Uh, uh, move them and, um, as you say, make them laugh, possibly make them cry. But because it is so spectacular as well, it yeah, yeah. It's, it's really sort of quite enthralling. And it, as you said, it's really you, like you're going on some sort of a, like a magical mystery tour, aren't you, really, with yes, this? Yes, exactly. That, that is one of the best ways to describe it. And uh, I was going to ask your own role in this. So are you actually performing in this or have you been um, on the uh, behind the scenes of directing and choreographing? What, what's your role in this one? No, exactly? I'm, I'm performing in it and... Um, I'll play whatever they, uh, role they suggest, but there's particularly there's usually about five what are called the green clowns. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll probably be one of those, but we're also prepared to take the other the larger roles as well. Okay. But uh, most likely I'll be one of the green clowns, and they're they're wonderful uh, little pack of um, clown devils, so to speak, <laughs> if you will. And they don't know wh whether it's up or down. They're they're Gosh. beautiful. And the um, and the main roles are really spectacular uh, characters, and and those characters evolve through through the show as well. Um, but there's also it's a tremendous ensemble um, show. Yes. And you know the audience doesn't know who's going to come out next from which exit. There's a number of uh, <laughs> entrances and exits as well. So that's also part of the magic of the show. Is there's a there's a continuum of little surprises. I love the whole that. Show is like that. And you, you're in a different venue now, so um, the the, uh, the Playhouse, which is a, a great space too, um, at the Art Centre. And I'll be interested to see, um, you know, whether, you know, how different th this show is, or my memories of uh, the last show, how it would compare to this show. Now it's it's opening, I think, on the 29th of December, the Thursday night, I gather. Is that right? Yes. Yes. And how long will you be uh, be there? Do you know, does the season finish? Is it a couple um, of weeks? You're, you're there. Actually, I'll just clarify that on this uh, round, I'm going to just perform in the Brisbane. Uh, week myself. Oh, okay. And there's um, there's a flow of personnel that sometimes happens. So um, there'll be two weeks in Melbourne, yep. then a week in Brisbane, mm -hmm. and then two weeks in Sydney. Great. Okay. So over that Christmas New Year period, which is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and giving yep. people a taste of a white Christmas uh, in this part of the world this time of year. Right. You can yeah, almost right. have that. Got to say, yes. It's, normally, it's, it's it's quite a novelty, but uh, the weather today seems so bizarre. We might even have our own snowfall. At, uh, you don't you have to manufacture for us. Four seasons today. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I yes. think we had more than four today. Exactly, didn't we? felt like it. Are you in Brisbane at the moment? Are you? I'm in Brisbane. Okay. But I've been to Melbourne many times, and I have 
you know, a number of times I've hit the four seasons. I don't know if I've hit five seasons. Yes, five or six, I think. So you know what to expect. But uh, yes, prepare for all contingencies. Um, now I was going to ask you also. You've um, you've got um, an interesting background too with the Seidenstein method and, and your mentoring. Can you tell us a little bit about those things, please? Yes, I I, um, I started the mentoring internationally about seven years ago, so people can do it online mm-hmm. and uh, long distance. But I also taught an enormous amount of workshops in, in many different countries. And um, so part of the, the method is to make a physical way to do uh, mixing classical acting and classical clown. Mm-hmm. So it's physical, but it, it's like a heads and tails of performance, which is classical acting, classical clown. Mm-hmm. And that can also include a lot of movement or dance or or also whatever the uh, actor or artist brings to the table. Mm-hmm. That can be used. Um, and I also I mentored uh, directors and teachers and okay. actors and dancers and choreographers. Oh, wow. So it's, it's, um, uh, its application truly is creativity, but via performing, oh, via the performing arts. And, and so somebody who has nothing to do with performing can also use the um, creative exercises and they will definitely open up one's creativity. So it's a it's an interesting method, and it's very pliable. And my theory is that's a theory. I put that in quotation. <laughs> um, is that it can actually enhance any other um, performance method. Right. I imagine quite so joyful being, as well. <laughs> um, a, a, a thing on its own, isolated. I, I've worked with these what I call universal principles. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, that you always involve your hands and your knees and your fingers and your knees. So, <laughs> in other words, when we say physical, people often think of something very muscular, but yes. ongoing, actually, it's more refined than that, and it's the whole body. Um, oh, wow. So, I, I, uh, I'll, I'll leave that. That is the first answer. To you, <laughs> we could talk all day about it. I know, it. <laughs> we can get quite curious about that. I was thinking it must be quite joyful to do as it well. Is. So very uplifting given that, you know, you have that, that physical aspect and also the, the comical um, and theatre aspect as well. It is. Yeah. It is. And um, we all need a bit more a, of that. a section in there called the Path of Honour, which is um, exercises I've created that honor uh, a series of famous clowns. So the first one is Laurel and Hardy. Oh, yes. Next one is Buster Keaton exercise. Uh, then there's a Josephine Baker exercise. I don't know if you know of her, <sighs> but she was an American dancer. Josephine, Josephine Baker. Yes. Josephine Baker. Yes. And she was wonderful. And there's a Lucille Ball Vivian Vance yeah. exercise. Oh, yes. And there's an um, exercise called the Honeymooners. That's Jackie Gleason. Yes. Um, I'll have to remember those. Yes. Do you remember those? Oh, yes. yes. Oh, wow. Well, you'd, you'd love those. And all the exercises are, sh- are short and sweet, and, and the, um, they're very simple instructions, and then they, the performer, the actor, or the person can interpret it um, each time a whole different way. So you could that's do fascinating. it. The exercises you could do every day, and it would be different. Mm-hmm. And can that sounds wonderful. And can I ask you: Is Slava um, is he based in, in Paris, or does he come? Does he travel the world with these shows, or does it? Is it, does he sort of a delegate to other people to sort things out, or does it just depend? How does, how does it, it, it's um, it varies. Mm-hmm. He loves to travel. I must say that. Yeah. And um, but he, he, you know, he's older, like 
uh, some of us. I won't say <laughs> talking to these people. Prime of and, life. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're over 21. And, uh, That's right. And so he, he um, uh, performs less often, but the people who are, um, a lot of the people who are in the, in the team have been with the show 20 years. Oh, wow. Um, or 15 years or mm-hmm. 10 years. Um, I know one of the clowns, uh, he's um, the most senior, and him and him and Slava met as pantomime students in 1968. Oh, gosh. So oh, they've been associated the whole time. Fantastic. Um, mm. and there's, a, there's a couple more like that. Mm. And then, then it's a variety of ages and experiences. Yes. A lot of the um, uh, performers are classically trained actors. Oh, right. And they're... they're uh, brilliant clowns, but their their formal background, a lot of them, is uh, really formal classical training. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and and others, there's, there are some that are, are more clowns. And there's uh, one wonderful uh, younger performer. He's now he's not older, but um, he was young when I first joined. <laughs> and he, he's trained uh, he's puppeteer. <laughs> oh, okay. Did like a three or four year Bachelor of Arts in um, one of the top uh, puppetry schools in the oh, world, wow. and they in Eastern Europe. Uh, if you train in puppetry, you do ballet every day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. In, in voice, you train in yes. mime. Yes. Um, so you do have a very solid background, also as a performer, and he he's just wonderful. Mm. Yeah. And your body uh, is your instrument, as they say. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Good one. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure a tuneful Keep one. Keep your fit, that's for sure. Exactly. And uh, I was just going to ask you um, uh, after this, um, uh, this this in Australia, are you heading back um, to do some more work in, in other places too, Ira? Um, I'm pretty much, you know, the last couple of years has made me a little bit sedate. Yes, uh, <laughs> understandably. So I'm, I'm uh, what I call semi-retired, even mm-hmm. though I, I work a lot online. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I do, actually, I train every morning, early morning. I do uh, physical training. Are you very disciplined, very self-disciplined? I'm probably very fit, <laughs> yes. As one of my mentors said, he says, I'm not disciplined. He wasn't disciplined. He said, I have insomnia. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. So I'm starting <laughs> to understand <laughs> that old fella. Yes, fair uh, enough. But the, the company will um, continue. It continues... Um, and there's usually breaks, so a, mm-hmm. a, a tour might last, let's say, seven weeks or eight weeks, and then they might have um, a couple weeks off, or they might then mix up who comes into the next group. Okay. So there's a fluidity that keeps the um, energy alive, which is quite a remarkable uh, process. Yes. I think it's one of the only companies that really operates that way. Mm. Brilliant. And um, uh, so... So there's a flow of, of traffic and there's a flow of places where the company goes. Yes. Um, and you've won awards too, haven't you? The show's won awards, many awards over the oh, years. Oh, they've won, they've won top awards in the world mm. and mm. Um, uh, many, many prestigious awards. And and Slav himself has also won a number of uh, very highly mm. prestigious performance awards in Europe and I think in America. Uh, I think they won a Tony. Oh, yes, uh, yes. Let's say. They had, they had the show on Broadway in a small theater actually, for three years. Really? Okay. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. And um, and that that they, I, I'm pretty sure they won a Tony for that. Um, yeah. So it's it's been around I'm and looking it's, forward to it's, it. Um, it's played in 40 countries and 225 cities. 
and it's made uh, several trips to Australia. I was in the last tour as well. Oh, yes, yes. That was... Um, 2013. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been a while then, hasn't it? And, 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 even, uh, and before that, and they would yeah. come here more often. But yes, you know, they're, of course. It, it's, um, it's a long way. <laughs> it, it's a long way to Tipperary. But <laughs> it's, right. um, it's that they're they're requested so many different places. So of course. That, Otherwise, they would come here a lot more often. Exactly. I was going to say, part of the charm of the show, too, is that um, because basically it's it's uh, with so much mime um, and it's, it can appeal to everybody regardless of what language you, you do or you don't speak yes. because it is basically visual. And, of course, you, there's music accompanying things as well, but um, it's not uh, like you're going to be missing the punchline because it's uh, because yeah. you, you don't understand what they're saying. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. And, um, yeah, yeah. It's, so it's a, as a it universal appeal, as I say, and to all ages and um, and all backgrounds. So, so thank you so and much. Slava. Also, yeah, sorry, go even, on. Yes, even for very veteran theatre people, it brings us right back to the origins of theatre. So <laughs> it's remarkable that way. It, it it can you know you can be a very uh, let's say jaded um, arts person. Yes. Oh, you know, I don't want to see anything. And you go and see that, and you 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 just dropped thirty years out of your life, and you just recovered why you came into the theater. <laughs> That's so but true. Also it, it it's you know most of the people that come are, you know, straight from all different occupations, hmm. all types of of realities, and we all come together in that in that space. So it's a really um, you know it's one of the great theater experiences in the world. I think you're right. Yes, and Fine. and we're very lucky that uh, it, it's coming back uh, back to Melbourne uh, at uh, as you said at the um, Players at the Art Centre for two weeks from the 29th of December. And uh, thank you so much, um, Ira. And uh, break a leg, and we hope to uh, to catch a show. And I think we've got a special offer actually for some of our listeners too regarding tickets. So anyway, we'll uh, get we'll it, mention- get it, get the tickets. Yes, well, uh, we're all looking forward. I haven't seen the show, so I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Hopefully getting a chance to do that, bring the family. Honestly, it's a a once-in-a-lifetime. Yeah. It's quite unforgettable for all the right reasons. Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. Well, good luck with it. Looking forward to it. And thanks so much for speaking with us. Thanks so much, Ira. Break a leg. Thank you. A couple of nice tunes for you on this Monday afternoon. It's five o'clock. You're on Big Life Conversation with Nicole and Barbara on 3WBC 94.1 FM. Uh, We, obviously, before the songs, had the wonderful Ira speaking to us about the Slava Snow Show, which hopefully we'll get along to see. Now, there's a little bit of an offer in the wings, there? Isn't is. There? Thank you to the people involved with um, promoting Slava's Snow Show. And a uh, very generous offer. If you can answer a simple question, <coughs> excuse me, you will win um, a family pass. That's four tickets to the opening night performance on Thursday the 29th of December. I do believe it's at 7.30pm at the Playhouse at uh, Art Centre Melbourne. And... Um, you can just answer this simple question, where was Slava from Slava's snow show born? What country does he hail from? A country that's very famous for a lot of artistic and creative endeavours and particularly circus. So what's the name of that country? Uh, where was he born? And uh, just ring this number, 0415-884-232. That's 0415-884-232 with your answer after 6 o'clock tonight. 
and you could be the lucky winner of that fantastic series of tickets. That sounds wonderful. So get in if you would like to see that over the um, Christmas New Year. Yeah, well, it's actually for over night, the 29th of December. 29th yeah, of December, yeah. there you go. So that's, that's just in time to celebrate New Year <clears throat> and just after you recovered from your Christmas uh, festivities. <laughs> so, uh, But yeah, I can highly recommend the show. Fantastic. And before that, we had Lost in Yesterday by Tame Impala and Calm Down by Mar- uh, Rima <laughs> Selena <laughs> Gomez. Um, yes, so the, the Tame Impala. Album being the Slow Rush and uh, the other one from the Calm Down album. So Mm. I thought they were very apt for this time of year, indeed. Um, What about what gets up my nose, my dear? Oh, oh, yes, we can definitely do that. I've got a couple of Christmas tips to follow up with after that, but. I think I mentioned a little bit earlier around what gets up my nose and I had a beautiful high tea at the Adelphi at Om Nom and uh, beautiful savoury dishes and sweets that came out with some dry ice and lots of dramatic effects. Very theatrical from the photos. Very theatrical (laughs) and uh, some beautiful delights and some lovely French bubbles to go with that. Uh, very, very nice indeed. And and uh, we were asked for some dietaries, which we have very few in our book of ten, uh, group of 10, mm-hmm. uh, except for me, who I'm pescatarian. So they took out some of the things like prosciutto and some of the meats in some of the dishes. There was oh, only yes. a few because half of it was dessert. <laughs> right. uh, but then afterwards, I was asked for an extra $10 oh. for mm. my special, you know, altered the um, menu, which oh. didn't to me look very altered other no. than some prosciutto was missing. Um, so that gets up my nose when you're surprised and you're going out with a group. So you have a set menu and yes. you're bringing the appropriate money a- across yes, and uh, and then you are a little bit caught short. Um, exactly. <clears throat> so that gets up my nose. But what made my day was definitely catching up with everybody face-to-face, yes. having a lovely social occasion and um, being in the city. The city was a buzz. It was uh, – people were out and about. It was busy. It was warm. It felt like summer for a moment. <clears throat> Yes. And uh, everyone was out Christmas shopping and I think there was people getting ready for the Billy Joel concert as well oh, uh, and catching the public definitely. transport and it was very packed. It felt like the good old days, um, to to tell you the truth. What gets up your nose, Barbara? Well, I know this is apparently, well, I've just discovered this is apparently becoming a trend with um, some certain restaurants. Now, don't get me wrong, this is um, a trend. I can understand why it's started to take off. Uh, we're talking about people actually... Um, being asked to book online and to give their credit card details when they're making a dinner mm, or lunch that booking. That's up my nose too. I'm thinking, and this is because now, living in the age where there have been so much, so many breaches of security, um, I'm not the only one I'm sure who's paranoid about giving out those sort of details. Uh, apparently they reassure you that this they do this because um, they have had a lot of people letting them down, some rude, inconsiderate people, and neither you nor I are those sort of people, Nicole, yep. who failed to inform them that they're cancelling the booking because of unforeseen circumstances. And in other words, um, you know, we're considerate enough to think, yes, we can let, uh, let someone else t- have our table for that time. Uh, apparently a lot of selfish, inconsiderate people don't do that. And I've, actually, I've heard of actually so a lot of young folk who apparently multi-book on a night, and a friend of mine was telling me this, a friend of mine of my age, and, and what the idea is, uh, they, they book six venues, and at the last minute I thought, I'll oh, we'll go to this one. 
But in the meantime, and they that don't cancel. cancel all the others. This is people's livelihoods we're talking and about. And it's very hard for those in hospitality. Exactly. It's still very hard. It, it still is. They're still trying to come back. It's a recovery COVID. year. It is. And look, don't get me wrong, I totally understand where they're coming from, but look, I'm one of those people, and you're one of those people who always lets people know in time. And I've, I've had people thank me profusely when I have run back to say, look, I'm terribly sorry, we're going to have to change it, I have to cancel. They say, thank you so much for ringing mm. back. Mm. Because apparently I'm I'm one of, uh, one of the few who does that. And even uh, if you're a little bit late, like we're running yes, 10 minutes exactly, late. Exactly. Um, we're, we're still coming. Yes, don't please don't give the table please, away. Yes, yes exactly. Um, Apologise. Exactly, exactly, Nicole. Anyway, but this is obviously designed for people who have no uh, no consideration for or precious little consideration for others. Um, but I, I don't like it, the fact that I'm being punished and, and being asked to give out my personal details to uh, make up for the the, the rudeness of, of other uh, you know, potential customers. Uh, somebody sort of said, well, you know, they, they need to have some way of controlling it. Well, my idea of controlling it is to actually, if people, are, you you tell people when they ring, uh, if, if you're going to be late or if you're going to have to cancel, uh, please give us plenty of warning as much as you can. And if you don't, I'm, I'm sorry, but in future you'll be on our blacklist and we won't be accepting bookings from you. Mm. Um, and that, that to me is another way around it rather than, you know, actually possibly invading my privacy and and, and risking, you know, my personal con- credit card or whatever yes. details going out to yes. the wrong people. I don't what do think, you think anyone's very comfortable with that at all. You know, I... I've had to hand that over several times and be assured that they won't charge me the details. It's just a a cover booking. But when you're depending on other people and you're booking with other people, you know, that's a, a kind of a tricky thing, isn't it? Exactly. So what makes your day? Well, what makes my day, um, is, um, well, people who I guess who who are considered people who do go out of their way um, to think of other people and and to let people know that they are going to be late or they, or they won't be able to show up. Uh, yeah, as I said, just just consideration. And I've worked. I'm, I'm, I've been a, a customer and in a, in a diner. I've also worked in hospitality and been treated incredibly rudely by the members of the public, and, and also been treated, treated kindly by members of the public. So it's the people who don't treat you like dirt when you work in hospitality and look down their noses at you. And I know in this country, some people seem to have a bit of a hang up about it, um, and and they should actually be very grateful to people who are waiting on them hand and foot. And and uh, and, and the idea of, of treating them like sort of dirt under their feet, I think, well, it obviously shows they're very insecure and offensive people um you know but i, I appreciate people as i say you, you show consideration and and they uh, you know take time to, to thank the people who are you know waiting on them or whatever at the, at the table and they, and they don't abuse them and try to belittle them um and i have heard of stories and you probably have heard too nicole of uh people who've uh, not not getting the support of their employer the boss and not the idea of the customer's always right well no frankly the customer is not always right <laughs> sometimes the customer is incredibly wrong and um <laughs> yes. i've actually heard of a, a guy who was actually from an indian background He's working as a waiter in a restaurant and uh, some very snide, obnoxious, racist patron um, had a go at him and he accidentally on purpose tipped the soup into this guy's Ooh. lap. Um, anyway, and this guy, you know, just read the riot act. Um, and what did the uh, the boss do? Uh, he sacked the waiter. Oh, dear. So I'm sorry. I think that the, that the, those are priorities or those uh, that sort of attitude uh, it doesn't help. That's all I'm going to no, say. No, no. Mm. I think there's a lot of abuse going on. There's a lot of angry people yes. out there, and I know yes. people in the medical profession are receiving yes. it. Um, people everywhere. on the other end of the phones mm. are receiving yep. it, yep. Uh, mm. and in hospitality. So a bit of gratitude, everyone, yes, and exactly. a bit of patience, a bit of kindness yes. over this, you know, festive season. Exactly. Let's, and these are let's first be grateful and thankful. Exactly, yes. as you said, Nicole. And these, you know, be grateful and thankful. A that we have the food available. B that we can afford to go out to eat. Um, you know, there are so many things that we should be grateful. For. And other people are starving to death. And other people in parts of the world, they don't even know if they're going to survive the winter because they can't get um, a power to, to, to warm themselves. So. 
Absolutely. Please get a sense of proportion and, and yeah, a sense of proportion perspective, and say thank you and be kind. Thank I you. like that. <laughs> yes, and we're off our soapbox, and that was uh, that was what gets up my nose and what, and makes, and my what makes my day. Yes, uh, from Barbara and Nicole, um, you're on Big Life Conversation. It is ten minutes past five o'clock. I have a couple of nutrition tips for you oh, yes. today, and um, the first one is all about vitamin D because hopefully we'll get a little bit more. <laughs> At this time of year, and actually, what I what did want to say is that we still are getting our vitamin D, even though it is cloudy outside. So you can oh, still get burnt, okay. and I want people to slip, slop, slap as well, because yes, you do get your vitamin D through your sunscreen, mm. um, and uh, you know you do need to make sure that you still have um, access to some sunshine, if not some sunshine. Um, Roasted mushrooms, which will Ooh, give you yes. some vitamin D. Brewer's yeah. yeast is also a good way, eggs and some seafood. But today's nutrition tip is about vitamin D3, uh, calciferol, and your recommended dietary intake is about 200. Um, I use a day two to um, 500. Most people need a little bit more than that. And most people that I supplement have up to about 5,000 um, because we're so mm. low here in Melbourne because of our longitude and latitude. And I know when we spoke to our lovely um, dermatologist recently, she mm. said the same thing. Uh, so vitamin D is a vitamin and a hormone, and it is made from cholesterol in the skin when exposed to sunshine. So that's why we need the sunshine for that. There is small amounts of available in the diet mm-hmm. and it is involved in the absorption of minerals such as calcium, magnesium, phosphorus and iron and zinc regulation. So all of our minerals need vitamin D um, to be really able to be absorbed and regulated. Um, so therefore it's great for bone health, heart mm. health and immune, including autoimmune health. Yes. Um, and it does um, reduce in the body with ageing, with uh-huh. alcohol. Yes. So the silly season coming up, Mm. um, alcohol, people with darker skin have a reduced ability to convert um, obese and people with gut diseases and on certain medications. So it is important to keep our vitamin D levels up because we live where we live and because of the angle of the sun for us here in Melbourne, it is a particular issue. Yes. So um, canned salmon is a good source. That will give you about 530 IUs. That's 90 grams. Um, Cod liver oil, if you can stand it, um, (laughs) one tablespoon will give you 1,300 IUs, Mm -hmm. which is a really good dose. So fantastic. So can I ask you about cod liver oil? You said that taste can be a a difficult one to Mm -hmm. put uh, out. Quiet taste. Yes. Is it okay if you mix it with other things? Absolutely. Depending on what, as long as you're not mixing it with alcohol or something. But no, yeah, I have it. people making it a dressing oh, okay. um, mm-hmm. and that you could use it with seafood dishes. You could use it in cooked dishes. Okay. Uh, I, I wouldn't cook with it because mm-hmm. it can denature some of our good oils. Oh, okay. um, so mm-hmm. a teaspoon in a juice or mixed in with something else. Uh, soups can be good in as well. Some people put it in their smoothies. Oh, They're yeah. okay with with that okay. to disguise it. Mm-hmm. Um, another another great way uh, to have it is the dressing. So putting it in with yes. some lemon and uh, some mustard and some salt and pepper mm-hmm. and you can put that together with it, maybe even a little bit of apple cider vinegar. You could have a nice dressing. 
Yes. Um, brewer's yeast is also good, and as I mentioned, the sun-exposed mushies for your recommended dietary intake. So uh, we will be getting the vitamin D because of where the sun is in the sky at the moment through yes. the clouds. They yes. don't block it out. We're still getting UV. <laughs> so please slip, slop, slap, but at the same time, making sure that our at least our lower limbs get some exposure during the day outside of that very tricky time sort of I'm almost saying like 10 to 2, you know, 10 to 3 is almost the the space for oh, us okay. because it's such a dangerous time mm-hmm. otherwise. So that's my nutrition tip for today. Um, I have um, some uh, Christmas season, healthy Christmas season tips um, that I wanted to share with you along with some preventing festive season burnout <laughs> yes, tips as well. Wonderful. So um, I do know that... Um, Many people do um, have lots of celebrations and don't always make the healthiest choices at Christmas time. And the pressure can be on sometimes. And it can mm. be on if you've presented with certain foods to not eat those certain yeah. foods. Some people get insulted if you don't try this or you don't drink that sometimes. Exactly. Alcohol, etc. Yes. Um, one of the things that you can do is bring the plate that you would like to eat. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> um, and idea. so therefore you can make sure that you're you're eating there and um, filling your plate with what you know. Mm-hmm. Um the other thing is making sure that we have plenty of fibre because that's going to fill us up and we won't get drawn to the sweet things yes. as much. Um, so having those things, you know, having a good breakfast on the day, um, whereas often people skip the brekkie. Yes, exactly. um, Avoiding going hungry is mm-hmm. a key one as well. So as I mentioned, have your breakfast, um, have regular meals. Don't sort of starve yourself and then get to mm. sort of dinner time or, or lunch time and then really um, feed the face. <laughs> um, you know, grilled chicken, tuna, um, oats and yogurt, fruit salad, nuts and seeds, um, you know, all of those sorts of things are going to be really helpful and healthful yeah. um, for snacks. Um, making sure you keep your food safe is the other thing. Yes. So there's a lot of food that gets kept out if mm. it happens to be a hot day. Yes. Um, if it happens to be. The three <laughs> C's are really important. Clean, cook and chill. So make sure that your food is prepped, washing your hands, chopping boards, washing your utensils, using the hot soapy water to kill bacteria, not just wiping over with the old cloth that's been hanging around for a mm. while and needing some <laughs> disinfecting. Um Cooking all of the food, so making sure if you're having chicken or mints or juices that, um, you know, that they are running clear or are being cooked through, uh, try not to reheat or if you're reheating, reheat until steaming hot. Yes. Um, and chilling things in the fridge afterwards is very important. Um, don't, leave in, don't leave food sitting out on the bench, um, especially seafood. Exactly. Changing your drinks up as well. In fact, the dog might get it. Yes, well, the dog dog would be happy to have a little snack in our house. So, you know, if you're going to not eat it, perhaps put it in the dog bowl and they can have their Christmas lunch. Don't make your dog fat, though, by the way. Yes, exactly. And, of course, we've got to be careful because dogs and cats, some things that we like are good for us and we enjoy them, not not good for dogs and cats. Not good for doggos. You know, keep them away from the chocolate. Yes, indeed. There's some other key foods there as well. Uh, Changing up your drinks, so trying to... Um, make sure you know your recommended limit uh, and having, you know, keeping hydrated. So with the water in between, keeping active after a meal. So rather than sitting down and lounging and going into a food coma because you have <laughs> eaten too much, which is very common in many households, um, but going for a little walk uh, before sitting down. Yes. Managing the busy days and weeks. So 
Um, mental health is really important at this time of mm. year. We do know that people, uh, it can be a very sad time for many people. Um, it can be very busy, but making some decisions a little bit further out, um, taking sort of one step at a time and doing some meal preparation is an excellent place to start. You yes. know, you can put things, some things in freezers ahead of time exactly. so you're not rushed on the day. That's right. And you try to remember, it is, it is supposed to be enjoyable. It's I know supposed sometimes to be you can a beautiful lose season. Of it. Yes. Some people sort of get so bogged down and so stressed out and yes and it's it's they sort of lose the lose the point of it exactly eating well doing Mm. some physical activity moderating your alcohol switching off the screen an hour before bed to help you with some prioritizing sleep um sleep helps our body make sure that we rest and restore and, and be recovered so trying for our seven to eight hours where we can um, and really, as you said, Barbara, enjoying the social time. So, you know, recent years has taught us about the power and importance of social connection. Yes. Um, it's been a big couple of years for everyone. So with That's all right. the uncertainty, having some time to rest and relax and giving us some, some time to switch off from the technology, the social media, the news, <laughs> all that negativity that can be around us and really connect with some others. Um, and uh, if not, you know, find someone to support or, su- you know, Know, get some support for yourself. Exactly. It's also a good time to do that as well. Good point, Nicole. Um, I'm just thinking about people who are perhaps you know thinking, oh, I've got nowhere to go for Christmas, or I don't want to go where I've been invited, whatever it might be. You can actually put your hand up to uh, to volunteer uh, with various uh, churches and other groups to um, to help out at, at a Christmas lunch for for the less fortunate. That's a lovely um, thing to do. So, and and, you, and as you know, you uh, you can you can when you give, you also receive. So that's something else to think about. You take the focus off your problems and you and, and try and assist people with with theirs. So. It's yes, a nice one there. So a little Christmas tip. It is 20 minutes past five o'clock. Coming up shortly, we have Ida Chong, friend of the show, who has arrived with us. Um, we'll have a little message from one of our sponsors and a tune, and then we'll be hearing from Ida. And that was the lovely Dion Warwick, who had a birthday very recently, or is about to have a birthday. <laughs> yes. I've got to, just got to check my <laughs> December birthday. Uh, she's a Sagittarian, I do believe. Um, and uh, that was from the fantastic CD set, which I got quite some time ago. That's Bert Bacharach, The Look of Love. It's a three CD set, Nicole. And um, I think that might have come out on his 75th oh, birthday or something. So, And he's it. a lot older than that now, so he's still alive, still kicking. And um, I think he might even still be p- p- performing. But anyway, he's, um, he's another tourist. So, you know, it's a great uh, collection of a lot of his, of his works on, uh, on that CD. And happy birthday, Dion. And I shall get back to you with her exact date. I know. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful voice there. So um, a nice one to listen to there Indeed. as well. We've been talking all things Christmas and um, a few little tips to get organised. But I also wanted to mention it's a, a very stressful time for many people and preventing festive season burnout is really important and um, a couple of tips here to have a smoother uh, Christmas um, and so for some people as I said can be quite stressful and strained family dynamics can be emphasised at this time so make a plan if you haven't made your plan already it's getting a little bit late but um, make a plan for your shopping list your schedule for Christmas Day allows you to prioritise and fit in and make an escape plan as well Yes, because um, I think that's quite important have it an exit stage right if you need to or you know who you can hand over to or exactly. who you can go and get your roast from that's if that right. all yes. fails who else you say yes sorry I have to go now I've got, I've got another call to make for Christmas yes yes, mm. which which is the next point saying no you don't have to go to every Christmas event yes that's true you don't true. have to go to every other's um, 
You don't have to overcommit, really. Exactly. You need some time for you. Um, so maybe the Christmas festive season is actually a day out for yourself. That's uh, true. To give yourself some time. And it really should be about quality, isn't it? Not quantity. Don't try and cram in 500 do's in one day. That can be the recipe not. for disaster in more ways than one. Absolutely yes. not. I think that's a super, super important one as well um, to to make uh, headway of. Um, getting out of the kitchen, staying away from the barbecue, forgetting the um, over-the-top menu plan, Keeping it very simple. People love simple food and simple food's the healthiest food. You know, very fresh cooked um, veggies, um, lovely salads, uh, even cold meats with your, you know, everything from turkey to chicken to seafood to ham to veggie dishes. That's always going to be um, helpful. Um, And if that is really hard, then getting your family to chip in for the cost to to purchase in. There's a lot of people that do roasts um, for others and we have a roast kitchen not far from us that can do the roast for you. So, you know, don't have to stress about that. Um, So I think that's a nice one. It is. Good time to create some new traditions. Um, mm. Whether it Particularly make it... if things have changed in your family or Absolutely. in your environment. Yeah. I think I might have mentioned this one uh, last week as well. Yes. So thinking about the new traditions that you might like to make if you've got passing of a loved one or, you know, Christmas is just not the same oh. or different people. The relationship has are... broken down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you might want to go away or change how you do things or order things, um, have a, a different kind of Christmas, a different theme, yes. a new tradition to think about. That's a good idea. Um, slowing down, obviously, when um, we don't want to snap at our loved ones at a very stressful <laughs> time. So slowing down, taking a deep breath and, and keeping mm. those things um, quite calm, um, taking a, a, a gentle walk before or after lunch with the family, putting on some music can be very helpful um, and, you know, responding, not responding when provoked, I think is a key as yes, well. Yes, take a deep breath, as you said, maybe count to 10 and, and even just to say, I don't wish to discuss that at the moment. Thank you. Just, that's a conversation <laughs> for another day. I Let's think that's a nice right one. On, right on the parade. Absolutely. Yes. And the last one being, you know, take lots of photos and yes. prints because it's a special time. For blackmail. And, I mean, yes. Yes, for blackmail. Um, I think that's great. You see what Uncle Tom was doing this Christmas, uh, which we um, hope that doesn't happen in your house. But we often forget to take a photo when everyone's together because we don't get off, you know, get, get together very often. Yes, so indeed. make sure you get some happy snappies and um, souvenirs. enjoy the or enjoy the break and you know a small a couple of small um dinners versus perhaps one 25 person dinner might be an easier thing to do for some of you as well <laughs> let's see if you can take some time out That's mental right. health prioritize yourself and your mental health and uh, for the record uh Dion Morick is 82 today i'm Ooh. sure she wouldn't mind me saying no. saying that and frank Healthy. sinatra he left he's born in uh, on this day 1915 he left us aged um, 82 in 1998 so there you go love that love that well let's have a tune and hopefully we'll have our second guest in the studio looking forward to that and that was Blinding Lights by The Weekend. Uh, a nice little tune to get you going on this Monday afternoon. It is 5.30. You're on Big Life Conversation with Barbara and Nicole. And our second guest for this afternoon, friend of the show, who we haven't had on for a very long time, but we've been looking forward to seeing um, in the studio too, which is also the exciting part, is uh, Miss Ida Chong. Welcome to the show, Ida. Thank you. And I've been looking forward to coming here 
Um, I lost track of when I was last year, but <laughs> August, I believe. Barbara said it was August, so wow. it's been a while. It has. Lo and behold, it's Christmas. I Almost. know. Almost. <laughs> I know. 13 days to go. Who's yep. So yep. lots happening in the world leading up to, to Christmas. What have you been up to? Movies yeah. and all sorts of other interesting things you'll be checking out. So are we going to discuss the movie that we saw, Barbara? Why not? Because the Lost it, King. It's coming out of the British Film Festival. It's not actually due for release. I think um, for a couple of weeks. So I think it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming out around Boxing Day. Yeah. Um, in the cinemas. But tell me what you thought. I enjoyed it. I think you did too. Did you what, not? How many star ratings do you <laughs> give it? <laughs> what do you reckon? Three to four. What do you reckon? I thought it was interesting. Based on a true story, do you tell? Based on a true story. The remains of King Richard III are discovered beneath a car park in, how do you Le- say Leicester. that? Leicester. Leicester. Leicester? Yeah. Yep. Leicester. The stranger than fiction true story forms the basis of Stephen Freer's latest work with uh, amateur historian Sally Hawkins, uh, Philippa Langley. She real battles <laughs> bureaucracy in an epic quest to locate the final resting place of the infamous King Richard III. Oh, wow. And um, her, she seems really obsessed mm, by I could this, imagine it work. would be obsession. <laughs> <laughs> Easy to become like that. And she even visualises um, King Richard talking to her. <laughs> and um, That's played by Sally Hawkins, who's always good. Yeah. yeah. Some of her peers and her friends uh, ridicule her. And uh, her ex-husband, Steve, played by Steve Coogan, he's very supportive. He even goes to the house to cook for her before before he leaves and goes on a date or something. <laughs> yeah, so it's a bit of a complicated so, private life she has, apparently. Yep, yep. yep. But yeah, look, it's engaging because you know the story. Of course, it's not a, it's a spoiler it's alert. It's yes. story. Yes, but yeah. it's basically basically the story of the king, the king in the car park. Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. and um, I thought it was what I thought was interesting. I don't know if you had known about this either. Was that uh, they reckon that poor old Richard had got a bit of a raw deal in terms of publicity, thanks to one William Shakespeare, partially because mm. um, William Shakespeare was trying to ingratiate himself with the Tudors. The Tudors who yes. actually had won, or they, the Battle of Bosworth, they'd, they'd won, and Richard being the last of the Plantagenets had lost. And so, as they say, what is that? The victors are, are, can uh, control the narrative of history. And mm. so he was portrayed as, uh, well, he, apparently he did have scoliosis. He did have a hunchback. That's not to say he was um, guilty of all the horrible things that were suggested or um, uh, actually portrayed in, if, you, if you've seen the play Richard III, where he's supposed to murder the, um, his young nephews in the Tower of London and was supposed to have wooed... Um, the widow of a, of a man he had had bumped off uh, over his over his corpse. So anyway, some of it was a bit uh, over the top, so to speak. But anyway, she was trying to really, um, Philip Lang was trying to rehabilitate his reputation too, wasn't she, Ida? Well, certainly in this film, that's the way Is it Is it on general release or only selected cinemas? I'm not sure. But I we think s- cinemas like uh, The, the Nova, Palace and The Nova, I think, yeah. Palace cinemas yeah, will, have so. but, but will have the movie. Yeah, so it's, yeah. It's, I think they have, there's been a bit of artistic license. I was t- talking to Ida the other day mm. about this and um, 
one of the fellows, Richard Taylor, who's a, uh, an, an academic at the University of Leicester. Um, he's portrayed as quite, um, shall we say, dismissive of Philippa and uh, quite an unpleasant sort of person. Apparently the real-life Richard Taylor is, is talking about suing the company because he says, I'm not, I'm not at all like that, and I, I think some of this, the way I've been portrayed is quite defamatory. So, oh, wow. Anyway, so maybe Richard III, there's, mm. a, there's a bit of a link there. People are getting a, getting a bad rap on they don't deserve it. But anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating tale. And oh. apparently the rest of it is either they're trying to find out what happened to the young princes in the tower. That the the the, the, the search continues for for you know what uh, what actually went on there. So it's it's a bit of a crime thriller sort of thing, as well as a bit of a historian's archaeological archaeological buffs delight too. I think. Ooh, it yeah. sounds like I might like that one. Um, and so you gave it about three and a half out of out of five stars. Do you think? Yeah, I think that's yeah. reasonable. Yeah, I think yeah. So, yeah. so reasonable, but not you know not the the greatest thrill. Well, I think I think it depends if you like history, if you're interested okay. in history. Um, and I and, and I are, and also interested in Shakespeare. Yes. And also, I've got an English background. My mother was my mother was English, so all of that sort of stuff I still love resonates. That whole, you know, yeah. archaeological. Yeah, and, and my partner. Yeah, my partner Joe, he he enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, so um, and there's also some great performances too, as well. But I think it's rated M. I'm not exactly sure, but we have to uh, check that. But I'm not pretty sure. very sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's. Um, there you go. So this is the Lost King. And um, whether yeah, I can so. take my children to it is always good to to understand. I think probably Will would yeah. get more out of it than Miles. Yeah. You know, possibly for people, um, it's rated M. It's there described as a drama comedy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. He's been so. excited having turned fifteen. Fifteen MA plus. There you go. Yes, no, I, think, I think Will could get into it. Yeah, yeah. fifteen plus. Um, fifteen plus is M, isn't it? M A M A plus. Yeah, so it's M yeah. is the M. next one up. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that's, very good. Um, that's that's another one for the holidays mm. for a certain for certain uh, members of uh, the public. Exactly. Absolutely. So, any other little entertainment pieces? Well, that's another film which yes. is quite different. Oh, yes, tell us this one. Quite different from uh, Richard III, I mean, The Lost King. And this one is The Menu. Now, uh, a word of warning <laughs> if you're a bit queasy. Oh. The All scenes right. can be quite gruesome. It's not food. It's not for vegetarians. Is okay. it? Or vegans? Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Some critics call it a black comedy, but I don't consider it a comedy at all. Oh, <laughs> it, it is very black. No laughing okay. And as a friend said, it gives a whole new meaning to the word, to the phrase finger food. Okay. Oh, all right. Um, no, you don't eat fingers, but <laughs> close. I was afraid that it would make me lose my appetite. But but no, we had dinner after the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a tough film to do that to I you. I love that. I love that. <laughs> the menu is about this supposedly very exclusive restaurant called Hawthorne. Mm. Now, Hawthorne is so exclusive that it's located on a deserted island. Is it spelled the same and way as the suburb And it's only accessed so by is it spelled the same way as the suburb in Melbourne, Hawthorne, or is it spelled differently? Um, yes, yeah, it's spelled the same, same way, way as the okay. suburb in Melbourne, okay. Hawthorne, or the, or the plant or the tree. Anyway, yes, so it's only accessed by boat, which means once you get there, you can't get uh, off. No get escape. Off. You <laughs> can <laughs> check out any time you like, but <laughs> you can never leave. leave. Welcome to the Hotel California style. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So um, Ray Fines, a talented thespian, yes. he's acts as a chef called Julian Slowick. He's reclusive, a tortured soul <laughs> who runs a, the uh, exclusive restaurant. <laughs> And the diners are as varied as a menu, and each has their own reasons why they want 
to dine at Hawthorne. Mm. Uh, a couple, one of the, the leading uh, actors, a couple, Margot, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, I think they're, they're English, and Tyler Nicholson, I've heard of him. They travel to the island and the chef prepares a lavish tasting menu only for special guests. I think there are about 20 of them, that's mm -hmm. all. And uh, he re reigns supreme. And those in hospitality, those who work in hospitality will be familiar with the phrase, yes, chef, whenever he shouts a command. Sounds like Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, well, with Gordon Ramsay, it's only the language. Oh, okay. Here, yeah, gets, further. <laughs> as I said, it gets pretty gruesome towards the end. <laughs> but I found it very intriguing. Not at all like some other full... Uh, Foodie films like, you know, Babette's Feast, which is all oh, centered on beautiful. the food and, and a wonderful yes. there. And glorifies it all. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's Eat, beautiful. drink, man, woman. <laughs> this is more on the lines of the cook, the thief, his wife, and her lover. Ah, uh, yes. But more gruesome. Oh, really wow. Yet. So be warned. Yes. Be warned. Be warned. The diners, uh, the diners uh, get pretty scared towards the end because I think they know what's going to happen oh, good and his elaborate menu is designed to catalyze to a shocking finale mm. and that's all i'm prepared to oh, say okay. not, and, and what would you I give that one out of 10 the ending okay <laughs> <laughs> no but please don't get the food look don't. As, as a foodie i was very taken with a beautiful crockery okay very oh, okay. modern very out of this world okay you know I, like so it was beautifully what did, filmed. What did the Danish say? Minimalist. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. and very, very stylish. Yes. The food is, uh, well, what my daughter would have called pretty food. Nice. So artistic. Yes. An army of chefs preparing a little morsel oh, yes. on a big mm -hmm. white plate, that sort of thing. Yes. Um, yeah, but that's a, that's a lot all you more to all it you're revealing. Well, it's interesting, Ida. Crockery. You what does it get? So if you are intrigued, Go and have a look. Well, it's, good. it's been rated MA fifteen plus, and it's, it's been described as horror um, slash thriller. Horror yes. thriller. Yes. So yes. not not, not for Jacinta. No, not for Jacinta. Um, and out of out of five, what would you give that one? How many stars are you giving oh, that one? I would say four. So oh, you enjoyed okay. it, yeah. even though as the you acting said, the acting is superb. Yeah, yeah. And I I, I do like Mr. Fine, so that's <laughs> quite helpful. Yeah. As and maybe well. not for the not for the kids. I did have nightmares, and I'm not sorry I saw it. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. That's, it's not a praise indeed, isn't it? <laughs> with not everyone's cup of tea or no. everyone sees a salad or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. There you go. So thank you for that, A couple of movies to check out if mm. you are looking for something over the next couple of weeks. Uh, will that be on over Christmas, I imagine, as well? Depends on the release, doesn't it? Yes, Very did you good. see a media preview or is that this one? That's one that's screening at the moment. Is it was that at the Nova or where was that? Sorry, the menu was that at the Nova? It's uh, was that at the Palace? Yes, I saw it at the Nova. So it is, that was at yeah. Cinema. Okay, so it's screening now. I wouldn't now. say it's on general release. No, but yeah. the but the Lost King that is not released until a couple of weeks time. Ago. Okay, but that, that but the menu's currently mm -hmm. screening. Had a little preview on yep. that one. Mm, fantastic, definitely. fantastic. So it is um, 15 minutes to 6 o'clock. Do we have some more entertainment news coming after we our do. little break? Uh, yes, after the break, certainly. We will have a little note from our sponsor, 
quick tune and let's come back with some more entertainment news. We are on Big Life Conversation with Nicole Barbara and Miss Ida Chong. Rooney Arts bought and sold right in the heart of Melbourne. They, as far as I know, they are the only specialist um, food and cookery books shop in uh, in Melbourne. I love that. So yes, it's, it's a bookshop yes. dedicated yep. just to beautiful And they are uh, award win- an award-winning independent specialist new and antiquarian bookstore catering for chefs, cooks, armchair cooks and eaters. And I fall into the last category, eaters. <laughs> in the old days, when they were Gertrude Street Fitzroy, in more cramped quarters, it was quite fun actually. We're standing in between all the bookshelves, mm-hmm. hoping not to knock them over, because they would have book launches for new books. And Amanda, who's a keen cook herself, she would cook recipes from the books being launched, and we get tastings. <laughs> I love it. They have just started doing tastings again after that lockdown that we were forced to have. Yes. So I look forward to attending again. How wonderful. Tim is actually a qualified lawyer who prefers to deal in books. I think it's more interesting than being a lawyer. (laughs) And their bookshop is a fascinating place. It's part of Queen Victoria Market at 115 to 121 Victoria Street, Melbourne. And it's open every day. How wonderful. Or just Google Books for Cooks and you read all about them. Books for Cooks is what a wonderful place to get to. And for me in particular, I'm always going to op shops and having a look at (laughs) books and seeing if I can find one there. Cookbooks for you to choose I from. I know everything's <laughs> online, but it's sometimes great to have a nice hard copy of something yeah. to oh, have a yeah. look at. It is. Yeah, you know yeah. everything's online, but I still like holding a physical newspaper. The pages. I do too. And yes. a book. <laughs> I do too. And a, a proper book, not yeah. Kindle. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's a right. different experience. So, um, so that's a uh, book. Books for cooks, and he buys and he sells. And talk not just old books, but new books as well. And talking of the Queen Victoria Market, it's going to have a great new look soon. Mm. And I actually posted on Facebook and got everybody intrigued because after or before Books for Cooks, I went to the market and I got this, I think it's five or ten kilos of cherries. I didn't weigh them. And no one believes. Uh, my husband put on Facebook, and ask everyone to guess and every the price and everyone said between thirty and fifty dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't won't believe it. Yeah. Five dollars. Yeah. Wow. Five dollars. I've got cherries coming up my ears. Oh. And, and of course about one third were they were not rotten, but they were bruised and overripe. Yes. I had to chuck them out. Well you well, can make, make some jam. jam. Yeah. I'll be more organized and make cherry jam. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So I've got two big bowls in the fridge. Should have brought some. Uh-uh. Yes. <laughs> It's a nice summer treat. It is a nice summer treat. You have to watch out for cherries, though, because it can raise the blood sugar okay. very, oh, very okay. quickly. So not it's one of those summers. very sweet. Yes, not for the diabetics, mm, <laughs> but beautiful fruit. Yes, yes. and yes. in season. Stones too. In season. Yes. So the lovely. market is being revamped, and um, I can't wait for the new food court to open. It's temporarily closed oh, now. Oh, they've been working the ages. They me next year. Could that was be last year. January, could be December. Who knows? It's been a long slow process. And yeah. one of the tenants will be St. Ali Coffee. And oh, you your favourite? Caffeine, caffeinated, oh, caffeinatic I am. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, it's still a great place to look for gift ideas. And in addition to books for cooks, there's also a Melbourne book market. And with mostly used books of every genre. 
at bargain prices. Yeah, that's so right. you might be well be buying one of my books as I've sold some there. Yeah, it's never I ending. Can imagine. <laughs> Thank you for that, and especially if they're in good condition, I think they're fantastic mm-hmm. ideas. Yes, it's all about recycling the recipes. Isn't I it? think so, mm. and recycling your books is great yes. as well. I know I'm a bit of a Thermomix recipe person, yep. and um, I've got all the books because I've got an older style Thermomix, but some have bought the new style, and it's all electronic. Oh, okay. And so I'm getting all these wonderful books um, that have, you know, look like some of them hadn't been opened oh, wow. um, for myself, but I do get the storage situation as well. So sometimes you sort of get the recipe, you get familiar with it, and then you can move it on and re- re-gift. I love a, you know, re-gift, and I love a, yes, a, a recycle. Idea. Yes, that's a good idea. Yeah. Do your children like reading? They do indeed, yeah. So that's an easy one. One of mine does and one doesn't really. (laughs) (laughs) One's a bit more avid than the other, but uh, yes. I remember when mine were little, well, they're they're quite old now, and we used to, in those days before, before mobile phones and little handheld games, we used to give them books and toys when we we went out and we're having dinner and we want to keep them occupied, especially my daughter, such a bookworm. Not this. A book. Yes. Or a toy to yes. play with. And now all you see little one year old kids. Game boys, oh, mobile phones. Their yeah. thumbs are so adept. I know. I think we're going to genetically modify and have big paddles yes. instead of uh, exactly. so amazing. fingers. It's yeah. a bit of a worry, though, in some cases. Yes. Oh, it is. I agree. And some people don't learn, uh, don't learn table manners either, no, too. They don't. No, they don't so, indeed. Mm. Yes. And so that, thank you for that, Ida. Um, I was just going to quickly mention too about the Alexander McQueen fashion exhibition that's open at the gallery. Oh, looking forward to it. Yes, yeah. and it's run, it opened on uh, it opened yesterday officially and runs through until the sixteenth of April. Um, and of course, last year they had the fantastic Chanel exhibition, um, but uh, sadly um, Alexander's no longer with us. He's a British designer, born nineteen sixty nine, and took his own life in two thousand and ten. Unfortunately, uh, he's been described as one of the most original fashion designers in recent history, and. Um, this particular exhibition showcases more than 120 garments and accessories wow. and it's known as uh, Alexander McQueen Mind, Mythos, Muse and offers insight into his far-reaching sources of inspiration, his creative processes and capacity for storytelling. So um, anyway, it's, uh, that sounds like it's one to catch for the fashionistas and the fashionistos um, and looking forward to checking that one out and it might be a good, uh, good one for the kids in the school holidays too. I think a nice one indeed, a nice one indeed. There's lots of great things coming out for school holidays. In fact, I did try to get... uh, one of my sons to come along and talk about, you know, what's happening oh, yes, in, the, roving, in um, the teen world. Roving reporter, yes. Uh, <laughs> but could not be convinced. Um, but, yes, there's um, some great things at, in on the theatre front uh, that is out and about there for yes, kids. Yes, lots of Shakespeare in the Park. things. Yep, all and that. Yes, Wind in the Willows is back and, out yeah, as much well. Much about nothing. The Mirror Rise of Winds, I think, at the St Kilda Botanical Gardens. Yes, and yes. I'd love to get out, but I feel the weather is a little bit less reliable. Well, that's right. It's, it, you just don't know what to wear and what to and some of the we hope that some of these shows won't be cancelled because of the weather but anyway you just have to keep your um and keep your eyes peeled for uh, the weather reports and, and your ears as well I think and don't you do. for, don't forget the alexandra sassa gallery just down the road from here and alexandra joined us on the show a little while ago but um it's a beautiful gallery in selborne grove in Kew, and uh she's got the last exhibition for the year um and uh it's running until december the 30 23rd i, I believe so um, it's about still featuring still lives, suburban landscapes and garden subjects. Um, and I think that they're actually her creations too. So they look quite beautiful if you check them out online. Fantastic. 
Any other final tips before we wrap up our show today? It's uh, about three minutes to six o'clock and uh, shortly we will be handing over to the wonderful people if your planet needs you. Um, so this is our second last show for the year mm. and um, we're very much looking forward to um, a final show and a, a break and some fresh new ideas for right. the year ahead coming and back uh, on the sixth of February, sixth of February, Monday Thank the sixth of February. Thank you. Yep. So we, yes, we'll, you know, we'll be here next week to say to bid everyone a fond farewell, and I've got a couple of mystery guests and maybe a surprise uh, visitor as well. Well, mm. we, yes, we hope very much for that. Indeed. Any tips um, on the Christmas front for you, Ida? Well, if you're thinking of eating out during the festive season. Check out the places that are open and book well in advance. Yeah, is that's my, a very uh, good tip. Advice. Most Asian places will be open, and let's not mention McDonald's and all the no. fast food places. No, unless, no, let's unless, not unless you're those. desperate. <laughs> so do what the Jewish people in America do, because the Jewish people don't celebrate Christmas. Mm. So they all go to Chinese restaurants. At Christmas time oh, in America. That's lovely. They have a happy Hanukkah instead. Yeah, look, I think that's a really great one. And um, if you're looking for a healthy uh, re- Christmas recipe, um, I've posted a little link to Delicious, which has a 40 recipes for a lighter and brighter Christmas. So they've got everything there from a beetroot cured salmon with cucumber and apple salad mm. through to zucchini and polenta slices with broccoli pesto to raw veggies, ricotta, eggs and green sauce to steamed chicken and wasabi greens. There's so many beautiful, beautiful recipes there. I thought um, I'd leave them there with you all um, to have a look and a browse through and try and think about those lighter meals that we can have over Christmas. Don't overdo it too much and um, <laughs> we'll obviously have a few more little tips in our final show that's right for the season next week that's right and please also be careful because i'm afraid the wretched bug is still with us and apparently it is still raging our hospitals in victoria are very much stretched again uh, so please when you can where you can uh, wear a mask if you're uh, if you can't um, social yep. distance and bring a sanitizer with you and try and if you can stay outdoors and celebrate yep I know. Really, stay safe, everyone, and uh, looking forward to seeing you next week. Thank you to our wonderful guests today. Um, We had Ira, um, and he was talking about the Slava Snow Show uh, that is on um, starting on the 29th, and there was a little giveaway there. Do you want to just quickly remind people that uh, yes, uh, if you can tell us uh, where Slava. Um, from Slava Snow Show actually comes from what country? A famous country that's uh, very well known for its uh, entertainment and its circuses too. And uh, you will win a a, a pass for to the opening night of Slava Snow Show at uh, the Arts Centre on the 29th of December at 7.30pm Thursday night. Thank you and thank you all too. Sorry, ring that number 0415-884-232 after 6 o'clock. Thanks so much everyone. Have a great week everyone. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Ciao. Thank you and goodbye.